Welcome to Potline Bling, the podcast where we talk about cannabis, science, and cool things like that. I'm your host, JJ Coombs, and today I have the pleasure of introducing Dr. Stacia Woodcock. Stacia is a dispensary manager at Cureleaf. She has a strong background in clinical pharmacy and is a passionate advocate and clinical educator for medical cannabis. Thanks for taking the time to join us today, Stacia. Of course, um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm also a pharmacist. Um, I never practiced, but uh, I did get into the cannabis world as well. So talk to me a little bit about um, your background and what got you into cannabis. Yeah, I mean, I'm a clinical pharmacist, so I specialized mainly in specialty pharmacy and compounding for the majority of my career. Um, I think like a lot of healthcare professionals, I thought that medical cannabis was just a way for people to get access um, to cannabis, you know, sort of within the loopholes of the law. I didn't really um, believe that there was there was a, a medical need for it. And um, a former colleague of mine uh, was was working for Cureleaf and they were looking for a clinician that could come help them sort of explain how cannabis works to um, practitioners in New York. And I was like, no, not interested. And he convinced me to come down and spend some time in the dispensary. He's like, it's not what you think it is. So I came to visit a dispensary and I love to tell this story. It's, it's my very favorite story because it's kind of what got me to fall in love with with cannabis as medicine, um, this gentleman walked through the door on my second day and he had a cane and he walks in and everyone just starts clapping. And he's so happy. He's like, has this huge grin on his face. And I'm like, what's going on? And they were like, well, a month ago when he first came in, he was in a wheelchair and with cannabis, he's now walking and using a cane. And I was like, what? Like, it can't, that, that can't be real. Um, and I sat down and I talked to him because I really wanted to know like what else he was using. Could it be anything else? And literally he had stopped taking the majority of his prescriptions. He was just using cannabis and it had been life-changing for him. And I was hooked. <laughs> that's an awesome story. Well, I so, say all the time that like, that's, that's, it's not the exception. It's the rule when you're in a dispensary in particular, and you see the impact that cannabis can have on people's lives. Like those are the stories that happen all the time. And that's why I love being a pharmacist in the cannabis industry. It, it's just been amazing. So, so do you, are, are you, are you, are you at the dispensary every day, basically explaining to patients like how this works or, you know, what dosage to take? Because there's, there seems to be a lot of confusion about that. I mean, you know, I mean, there is, there's not a lot of good research, so it, it there, can be challenging, right? And, and, and there's so much variation from a pharmacokinetic, pharmacodynamic perspective with edibles that it's, 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 you know, I think that's where we really need some more research in and, and just some more education. I mean, it's not even just that it's, it's the different ratios of products, right? Like how much CBD, how much THC, how much of the minor cannabinoids. Um, and that's part of the lines that we're starting to roll out, right. That, that have the focus on these minor cannabinoids that are less psychoactive, but people all the time, they walk into the dispensary and they're like, I mean, I'm here, but I don't want to get high. And I'm like, that's not a problem. Like I can absolutely help you with that. Um, I think we're really lucky in New York that pharmacists are required in the dispensaries. Um, that's not super 
common. I think there's five or six states that require that, but it works to the patient's advantage because not only do I have a really good understanding of how cannabis works in the body, I know all the other medications they're on and what they're for and how they work and how they can interact with cannabis, right? So I'm doing like a full medical evaluation to help replace things, reduce things, you know, and use cannabis to sort of fill the gaps of what's not working. Um, and so, yeah, pretty much all day, every day, I get to sit down with patients and help them optimize what they're using, what's working, what's not. And then I talk to their doctors and either explain, you know, why this is medicine, why it's real, why they should be allowed to be on it. Right. Um, or telling them like, you know, this is the approach I'm taking chart this so that you can use it for your next patient. You can guide them. You can take this information and help, you know, your other patients. Since a lot of it is sort of anecdotal, like we have to like gather all the evidence we can from the patients that come in to know what to do. That's amazing. I, I really wish more states did that because I I have, you know, my 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 grandfather uses cannabis. He's I live here in Florida and you know, he would go in and you know, bud tenders might not have the same well, they don't have the same knowledge that a pharmacist would. And he's always constantly texting me, asking me for all these things. I'm like, dude, I'm uh, I'm, I'm working, but I'll get to you when I can. Uh, <laughs> yep. but that's, that's, that's such a great program. I, I love that New York is doing that. I'm sure other states will, will you know, um, you know, kind of do the same and, 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 and see that this is working really well from a medical perspective. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. What's, I mean, honestly, one of the things that I like working about uh, for working for Cureleaf is that all of our other states use the pharmacists to answer questions. So they use the, the states wow. that do have pharmacists as a resource. So I get emails constantly from Florida, from Massachusetts, wow. from states that don't have pharmacists. And they're like, hey, Stacia, help me. I have you know a patient coming in and they're, they're having this going on. Do you know what that could be? Do you know what could work for them? Like, what should we suggest? Um, so internally, we like use the resources that we have to help all of our patients. And I think that that's pretty cool. It is, it is. So I'm also, so I'm, I'm, I'm on the hemp side, right? I, I have a lab here. We produce a ton of product. I'm seeing these minor cannabinoids really blow up. Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, are you seeing people come in and ask for these other minor cannabinoids? Yeah. So I think what's super interesting about the minor cannabinoids is that, um, they're becoming a lot more accessible, but we don't know as much about them. And so I think it's important. The regulation perspective is really important, right? So you need to make sure that you're getting them from a company that does their third-party testing, that is producing them safely. Um, I think that's step number one, right? Whether it's an over-the-counter hemp-derived product or a dispensary product, that, that regulation is really key. Um, but one of the things that um, I think is super fascinating. We do surveys all the time. So we just did a, a huge survey of patients and not, not just like specific to our dispensaries, but nationwide patients of, and not even patients, just like cannabis users. And it's like, what are you using cannabis for? Um, and like, an overwhelming majority was for healthcare, for medical conditions, which I, I personally was shocked by, but I think, you know, everyone thinks that, you know, the adult use dispensaries, that's not what people are coming in for, but we're starting to see a lot more people looking for natural remedies for lifestyle changes and things like that. Right. But then a lot of those people, they don't want to be high. They don't want to feel altered. They don't want to be intoxicated. And I feel like that's where these minor cannabinoids are really going to shine because it's almost like your daily multivitamin, right? 
right? It's almost like Mm -hmm. a daily supplement, but they're targeted. Like the way they work in the body is super targeted and nuanced. So instead of just saying, oh, you know, you can inhale on a vape of this strain, you're actually saying, no, use a gummy that has a teeny bit of THC and a good amount of THCV. And it's going to help rev up your energy and give you, um, you know, more motivation and make you feel, um, you know, ready to take on the world, right? Whatever that is. Or if it's CBG, it's going to be more like soothing um, for like recovery after a workout, stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of taking this big complex plant and breaking it down into little pieces that people can actually use on the day to day for like mm-hmm. focused specific results without being altered. And I think that's the future of cannabis. I think that's the future of how it's going to be used as the more we get to learn about it um, instead of, and, you know, I'm also a huge fan of the, the entourage effect. I think using products that have all, all of everything is, is great in certain scenarios, but there are also certain scenarios where like you want the more targeted nuanced effects. So I think both of those products have their place. Um, I like the minor cannabinoids cause I like something I can take every day and like, I know what it's going to do. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we've had a ton of success. Um, speaking of the entourage effect and all the cannabinoids, we recently launched our, our blends and they have like six to eight different cannabinoids in there. And, you know, I, I formulated them and, you know, trying them in different ratios of CBG to CBD to CBN to THCV to CBDV to, you know, all these things, it genuinely feels different. And yeah. I like to... I like to, to explain to the customers, it's like, Hey, you know, when you say, Hey, I want a indica feeling, you know, in a vape, there's all these people, there's, there's, there's all this kind of like, I guess, misinformation, right. Saying like, Oh, a pure dissolute vape is indica. No, it's not. What makes an indica (laughs) indica is the cannabinoid profile and the terpene profile from that specific genetic lineage. If you are going to purify the THC and concentrate it, there's no more indica. But if you're looking for that feeling, this ratio of cannabinoids will give you that feeling. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like when you see uh, an edible that, I mean, an edible that says it's indica or sativa, I'm like those nuanced things, they get metabolized by your stomach. It's marketing. Like it's just, in your. you know what I mean? Like that's not, so it's, it's all about formulation. Um, And I think too, like to your point about edibles, nano formulation is huge. Um, having something that, that you don't have to wait an hour to kick in, it's going to work pretty quickly. You get consistent effects. It's a nice, like steady release that all matters. And that's like legit pharmacy, you know, uh, technology that they're bringing into the cannabis world. And that's what we need more of, I think, to make things yep. more accessible. Cause a lot of people don't want to inhale, right? Yep. Like it just, it doesn't feel healthy. Like no matter how pure the vape is or whatever, people don't like it. And there are a lot of people yep. that can't do it. Right. So we need more accessible dosage forms that people don't have to inhale. They can ingest, but it's going to work quickly and it's going to work consistently no matter what. Yep. You know, I, I, we, we have this um, mycel technology. So we're able to mycelize and, you know, make a, a, a smaller uh, encapsulation of, of a cannabinoid. Um, but with that comes a lower dosage, right? And in, in the industry that, that, you know, that I'm in the sales, like people want higher doses, at least not, not, maybe not the people, but the, the, the customers or the stores that are selling this, you know, we see it in the cannabis industry as a whole, right? 
you know, California just got in trouble. Some labs got in trouble because people do what's called lab shopping to try and find a lab that's going to say it's 99% THC because, and, and that, that's what sells. And, and I think the industry as a whole needs to remove some of these marketing issues, like what you said about the indica with the gummies or, you know, it's, it's, it's not always the percentage of THC that's in there. It's, it's about the effect of all the different cannabinoids. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, this whole trend towards potency is super frustrating, um, mainly as a pharmacist. And like, I don't want to get super, super nerdy here, but one of the problems that happens in your body, if you, if you use too much of something, your body is going to downregulate. So it's going to be like, it's going to feel overwhelmed and it's going to protect itself from that overstimulation and like hide those receptors. And then you stop responding altogether. So you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. Um, the more you use of something you really, you need just enough and that nuanced combination to get the need. And if you keep using more and more and more, it's going to end up being not effective for you at all ever. And yep. I think that's like, to your point, that's where these like really sort of focused, nuanced formulations are going to become a lot more popular because people are going to start to realize like, it's not just about THC. Like I keep chasing THC and that's not what it's about actually. Um, and I'm not going to get the most benefit out of that either. You know what I mean? Like it can only like this one thing can only do so much when yep. the combination of all together is going to work so much better. Yep. So, so, you know, I've, I've done a couple of these interviews and, you know, I talk about Delta eight and all mm. these different cannabinoids that you can find in smoke shops and convenience stores. And, you know, I think there's, 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 uh, there's bad that came from it, but there's also good because it's, it's putting this in, in, in anywhere. I mean, anybody can just go to a smoke shop or a convenience store and, and get this. And I, I think it's, it's done a lot of good in bringing awareness of these different minor cannabinoids. And, you know, now what I'm seeing trending is these blends, you know, of non-psychoactives with psychoactives and people being like, wow, I actually like this feeling better. I don't feel absolutely blasted and I feel more relaxed. My pain's going away. That's some of the feedback that we've been getting. And it's, it's, it's so relieving as a pharmacist also like, wow, you see guys, it's not all about THC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But it also, you need the science to back it up. You need the research to back it up and to know that what you're getting is, is safe and has been tested like Delta eight. Um, there's some really great, like preliminary studies, particularly for like cancer patients that it works really well for, um, chemotherapy induced nausea. Right. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the Delta eight out there has not been made safely and it has residual stuff in it that no one should ever be consuming. Um, and I don't think there's a, a enough understanding of that. Um, people see it and that it's being sold. So they assume that it's safe. Correct. Um, and that's very misleading because, you know, you want to think that everyone's doing their best, but there's a lot of bad actors in the space that aren't. Um, and so I think that public safety message is really important. Um, teaching, you know, consumers how to find a safe product, where to find a safe product so that they can trust what's in it and the science behind it. Right. You know, I, I think this is where we need regulation. You know, we need some reform in general about this because, you know, I, I've talked to people that are doing some incredible, um, some incredible things with cannabinoids that are making Delta 8 safely. I mean, there are methods to do it, you know, where, you know, you can ensure that there's no 
um, you know, acid left in there, no residual solvents, you know, um, and, and, you know, there are companies that are doing it right. But I think, you know, at least from the people that I talk to, we want regulation, you know, I mm -hmm. want you to tell me how to do it, what to do, what's safe, what solvents I could use, what catalysts I can use, you know, and, and, um, and, and just, just some kind of process to make sure that I'm following, you know, the, 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 the right way to do this, to be able to, to give the, the customers the medicine that, that is helping. I mean, it's just like uh, over-the-counter supplements, they have a USP grade, right? There's a symbol mm -hmm. on the bottle that shows you that they have decided to adhere to these manufacturing processes. Like we need mm -hmm. that in the yeah, cannabis industry for sure. And I think along the same lines, and like this infuriates me too, is like 99% of the, um, the cannabis topicals out there, like they don't do anything. Um, they're, they literally just sit on your skin and they sell them to people and tell them that they're going to like help with arthritis. And I'm like, how it's yeah, not yeah. doing anything. And so yeah. like, again, that's part of our new line. The plant precision line is the topical gel. It's pharmacologically formulated to penetrate your skin, to get into your bloodstream. So it can actually work on your muscles, yeah. on your joints, on the inflammation. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, so many people are like, oh, but I tried this topical. It didn't do anything. And I'm like, of course it didn't. Would you like me to tell you why? <laughs> it's called science and people are just like, you know, throwing some oil and with some lotion, whipping it up and selling it for a hundred dollars. Cause they don't understand that it can't absorb. Um, and you know, then people think, oh, this isn't going to work for me. So it's actually turning away people off of these products who could really benefit from them. And it, it, nothing infuriates me more. <laughs> I couldn't agree more, but luckily, you know, the, industry is evolving. You know, we have people like you and we have some great companies that are, you know, listening to the science and wanting to deliver, you know, medication, things that are formulated the right way that are tested, uh, that have the right labs, um, yes. and, and, and making it available to patients. Let's talk a little bit about labs. So on the hemp side, it's a disaster. You know, you can send, <laughs> uh, you can send, the same product to six different labs and they all come back with wildly different results. You know, you would think, okay, well, you know, there should be a standard deviation of 5%, but no, some of these are just like, they include this on the chromatogram or they don't. And, you know, there needs to be some kind of standardization in the testing world. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, like that level is, is sort of outside of my area of expertise personally, but I do know, I mean, if you, even if you just look at standards, like the level of pesticide standards, level of heavy metal standard from state to state are completely different. So a product yep. that would pass muster in Colorado say would probably fail in New York because our standards mm -hmm. are so much stricter here. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's an even bigger issue because you can't cross state lines with your product legally. Right. So if you're traveling from state to state and there's different standards of quality, like what do you do with that? Right. So it's, it's, it's not even, I mean, it's like national standards, it's testing standards, it's procedures for testing because yep. like you can't test for a pesticide unless you know what pesticide you're testing for. There right. isn't like a panel you can run that like finds every pesticide. Right. So like, if you're not looking for it, it's real easy to sneak stuff past yep. and that's a problem. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> 
hopefully, you know, things keep going the way that they're going as far as like the advancement that I'm seeing. I mean, I've been in the industry for almost a decade now. And from where we were 10 years ago to where we are now, it's definitely, definitely advanced. And it, it's it's like moving at such a crazy pace, um, you know, coming from like the pharma world to here, like in pharma, you know, I worked in biotech, everything's so slow, you know, mm-hmm. so planned, methodical. This is like, you know, at least I'm speaking from my experience on the hemp side. It's like, new cannabinoid comes out, new cannabinoid comes out two months later, new cannabinoid comes out, you know, like these new rules. Now you could do this. These states banned it. No, they didn't. Just kidding. This is this, this it's like, oh my God. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely overwhelming. Um, but I think, you know, we're super fortunate. Um, I know a lot of the, the big companies get a bad name, right. But we have resources that we have like a whole team of scientists and, and development, um, people who are looking to see how we can formulate these products safely to make sure that they actually work, to make sure that they do what we say they're going to do. And I think that there's a lot of power behind that in forcing the industry to step up to the regulations that, that we hold ourselves to and making everyone come up to that standard. And I think it's the companies like yours, like mine, that are deciding and choosing to be better that are really going to make a difference because like this can't continue people. I mean, even in New York, there are illegal adult use dispensaries open because licenses haven't been given out yet. And yet they're open and they're lacing their product with fentanyl and people are dying and it's awful. And it's, it's literally just because they can get away with it. And people think that because the law was passed, Oh, this must be legal. What's sold here must be safe. And that's a huge problem. Like we, we have to do better. I, I couldn't agree more. I, um, I, I, you know, sell hemp to New York and, you know, have people telling me that there are these sticker stores that are just selling stickers, you know, and and like you said, I mean, these products are untested coming from the black market, um, being sold illegally and, and people don't really know better. And they think, you know, kind of similar to what we're talking about Delta eight, you know, like there's, there's bad actors, there's bad players. And they think because it's being sold in a smoke shop or convenience store, this, that it's safe to consume. And it's not. Right. But I think what's sort of exciting about that is that we know that that people want safe product. We know that like it used to be like, I use cannabis, you know, and now it's like (laughs) I use cannabis. Right. Like that conversation has changed like really significantly in a short amount of time. And so we know that people want these products. They want safe products. Um, and they want stuff they can use every day. And so I think that's that's the shift we're seeing towards to sort of like bring it back full circle is, you know, people are interested in all of these things. And when they find a place that they can get them safely, that's what I find the most exciting about all of the new products we're coming out with is that like, I can stand behind it. Cause I know it's, I know it's been tested. I know what it is. And then it's also opening up cannabis to this whole new group of people who yep. probably wouldn't use a traditional THC product, or maybe mm-hmm. they use like an over-the-counter CBD product and it didn't really do um, for them, what they were looking for. And that's where these like, you know, targeted minor cannabinoid products really are, are specific to that group of people. Like they want to use it. They keep hearing how good it is, but then they're nervous about regulations and they're nervous about Delta eight. And it's like, well, where do I fit in? Right? Like if I just want a supplement, if I just want more energy, if I just want to sleep at night, like, what do I do? Right. And so, um, that's the exciting side of it. Like, um, 
to, to go against the negative of the frustrations and things like we're, we're able to innovate and come up with really cool things to sort of give more people the opportunity to experience what we see. And we know, you know, is this life-changing plant. So to me, that's, that's super cool. Yeah. I'm, I, um, I'm really excited to see where the industry goes and, and just to, to see it continue evolving um, on that subject of, of, you know, having this new population come in and consume, consume cannabis, you know, we, we track uh, data and we get to see, you know, what the, you know, average age of the consumer is and, and, and all these things. And it's been really cool seeing, you know, the, these, these blended cannabinoids that we're making, um, they're being purchased by older Americans, older individuals. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I say all the time to people, um, that they should come to the dispensary and just walk or see the people that walk through the door because it's not at all what you would expect. Like yeah. it's people from all walks of life, all levels of income, all levels of illness. Um, and they're all finding benefit in, in all these different ways. Um, and that's, that, that's like bringing people together in a way that I think is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like it's rare that you can be in an industry that's helping that many people, different kinds of people all in the same place. Um, and I think that's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Uh, Stacia, I want to thank you for joining us today. Um, we got to wrap up this podcast. Um, you got anything else to say to the listeners that you want to let them know? Um, they should check out Cure Leaf's plant precision, minor cannabinoid gummies <laughs> and our topical gel. We're super excited to launch them. Um, and we're doing it in a safe, effective way. And we're excited about it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Listeners go to cureleaf.com for more information. Um, I'm sure it'll be available soon. Stacia, uh, thank you so much again for taking the time to join us today. I want to thank you listeners for listening to us listening to us here on Potline Bling. You can find all of our episodes on CannabisRadio.com. Please rate us, like us, give us five stars. You can check us out anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Google. We will talk to you next time. Thank you so much, guys. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.